forever. Dog. Oh, is that a Bunsen burner? What am I walking on? Ouch. Yes, a burner by Bunsen. Welcome back for yet another steaming, Steaming, piping, piping, (laughs) squalting, serving of hot gauze. This is our weekly chat show where we talk about events in our lives, issues in politics, Politics. and take a deep Deep dive dive into the DMs. Ooh, now let's get into some hot. God, Chase. That's hot goss. There she is. There she okay. Is. There she is. Pulling up the rear. Thanks, Gal. Hey, Chase, Chase. Icon has been so nice as to join our illustrious soundboard. I don't want to know who she replaced. Girl, what, uh, J- Jada was real excited that she made the soundboard too with uh, Jada bitch. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Because she's a deep listener of the pod. Like, she's a deep... She's a, she's a queen of the pod. I mean, we have many passionate and uh, fervorous friends of the pod. And some enemies of the pod, actually, too. <laughs> Just a few. That's goss. If you don't have enemies of the pod, are you even podding? I yeah, mean, right. Really? That's hot goss. <laughs> <laughs> um, this weekend, I went to an amazing... Uh, spectacle. It was uh, the Voss Dressers presents uh, Alaska <laughs> Thunderfuck Five Thousand, the last show on Earth, and um, yeah. I sat on my roof of my Jeep, uh, like two cars away from Jackie Beat. We were like, as people walked by in heels, trying to walk on grass to the little <laughs> snack station or the or the or the piss pot. Me and Jackie would just look at each other and be like, uh, "Good luck with that one. She's going down." Um, it was fun. I saw Big Dipper there. I saw Meatball. I saw Mr. Meatball. Um, uh-huh. You were there. You you did some uh, numbers, told some jokes. EJ was there. Jokes. Sabiana, all the, all the children. She told a few little jokes here and there. She had some chuckles. Um, thank you for being there. It was, um, really thrilling. Um, really, uh, bizarre and surreal, but Ultimately, it was very nice doing a show in front of human beings. Now, I've I've never done a show screaming at a bunch of cars before, but people were like able. You were allowed to like sit on the hood of your car, or uh, or if you had a convertible, you're you were allowed to like sit like on your car. So I said was- top off, and then he got off of me. <laughs> And also, if you want to hear a really great review of the show, you should go to uh, Sloppy Seconds, which is a podcast that was just acquired by the Mom Network. Oh, um, acquisitions. And they did a whole uh, coverage of it, Meatball and Dippertina, and um, it, it was great. I love that. Um, my favorite part was when you were just... Uh... In the car, just driving around, not knowing where you're going. Then you're like, oh, wait, they're a leopard. And then like, no, 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 that car. (laughs) And like picking different cars when I was like, oh, man, I want to be that car. I was like, sorry, because I saw this like this gorgeous diva in leopard, like sitting on top of her car. And I was like, drive toward the leopard woman. And then right past the leopard woman was a car that was covered shiny, in like shiny, shiny, shiny. Yes. Violet. So I was like, sorry, leopard. Uh, confetti takes the cake today. 
Mm, yeah, I cake. all all around snaps for the queens and the kids. The show was amazing. Your dancers were sickening. Um, so cute. Uh, Jeremy was great. Nick did a great job helping stage it and everything, or directing it. Is he your director now? No, he choreo he did choreography. Okay, um, cool. Uh, with the dancers and and everyone did such a great job. It was. I mean, I almost died. Uh, toward the end of the show, oh, I saw I, when you had to stop. You were literally like. Pause, stop. Just can we stop? I, was, yeah. I need 15 <laughs> seconds to get water. I am going to die. That was uh, my second favorite part of the show. Because the beginning of the show, we were in the shade on stage. So like it was great. Yes. Work. Okay. So good. And then the sun slowly started drifting onto the stage. And by the end, you were day walking somehow. Girl, by the end, you were. By Fully. the end of the show, which is where we put all the ho- hard choreography, mind you, <laughs> the sun was directly upon us. Saviano almost threw not- up. <laughs> I almost passed out. I had to stop because I was like, I I couldn't, I couldn't like stand up. The music was starting to sound slower in my brain. What hair were you wearing? Um, that little the, bus driver, the D Snyder. Oh, okay, that one. The D Snyder, the yeah. stack, the wedge. Well, the, your vocals sounded wedge. great out in the house. The question about doing this is shady. Oh, shady my. bitch. Um, I also really appreciated the Lady Red tribute. You sang uh, a thousand doves. That was really really nice. Um, uh, yeah. and to just be with people that knew her and um, you know, have like a collective cry and like look up at our sister like in heaven and everything. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, there were some other shows this weekend. Beyonce's Black is King came out. And I haven't seen it yet. I was transported. I mean, I, I'm sure I don't <gasps> understand it as deeply as like someone who's black, but just the visuals and like everything is so beautiful and the music is great. And like she she rhymes something and she's like, I am Beyonce, Giselle knows Carter. And I was like, what's she saying? She said, Giselle. And it's her middle name. And I had no idea. And I was like, that rhyme, I was just like, it fell into place. Just like, boom, boom, boom. And I was like, all these bricks are there. She's like, she's the one from this generation, her and Gaga that like, everybody's going to remember. Like, you know, the Diana, the Whitney, like Beyonce is the one. Yeah, definitely. I saw that she does a, a, a all, all things must be leopard print moment. People oh yeah, keep for tagging sure. Me in the picture. No, I saw you there. You were great. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, but I uh, I've just been really busy with the show. But I'm uh, looking forward to watching fucking Black is King by Beyonce very much. Um, in other news, tropical storm Isaias ravaged the East Coast this week and lots and lots of tornadoes. A lot of accounts of people surviving by getting in the bathtub. Now, did you have tornadoes growing up, Willem? Uh, no, I had hurricanes in Florida, pretty much. Okay. We had, see, we had tornadoes in tornadoes? Pennsylvania. We, yes. And I, I remember there were a, a bunch of times as a kid that w- we would get a tornado warning and we, we didn't have a basement. So we would have to go down to uh, my aunt and uncle's house and like hide out in the basement. What hair did you wear? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I had some clever haircuts as a kid, though. Well, um, there's something crazy going on at the border. Human hair wig seizures are happening. Um, oh, my God. I'm so I- sorry. 
<laughs> I've been watching Vanity stories and she's been saying that she's have to she's parceling out the wigs like over a period of time because she doesn't know when the next shipment is going to come. My uh, there's a girl that does color on my wigs named Cynthia Loomsey, who's really amazing. A lot of people copy her. She has this post with like 32 new wigs and she's like, well, y'all, this is it. I don't know when I'm going to get any more. They finally came through after months. Um, but yeah. in New York, federal authorities seized a shipment of human hair weaves suspe- suspected to be taken from and created by Uyghur women detained in a Chinese internment camp. The seizure is related to a rare sanction placed by the United States Customs and Border Protection on May 1st on hair products from Haitian Haolin hair accessories after they were linked to forced labor. Yeah, so this is the oh. thing. This is a fucked up thing that's going on in China right now. Do we need to right switch now. to synthetics? Well, I mean, it- I didn't know. I'm glad that, uh, Dipper, that you included this because I didn't know that that uh, this was linked to what's going on with the Uyghurs. So, like, so the Uyghurs are uh, are a group of people who are basically being rounded up and put in, like, concentration camps in China right now. This is happening right now. So this is basically like blood weave, like blood diamonds. Yes. Well, yes, this is fucked up. See, what they do is they've been rounding up Uyghurs and putting them in in fucking detainment camps and then making them do free labor. So I... Uh, this is probably a lot of things I've heard that they've done. They've made them make masks that are getting like shipped out and sold out. Um, so also wigs. So like, I don't know. It's important to know where our fucking wigs are coming from because we this need is to ethically source thing. our units. Wow. We really, really do. I never knew it would come to that. But um, if that means more wigs, that's what we do. Yeah. And what's going on in China is really, really fucked up. Um, look into it. And- I saw fucking something needs to be done about it i saw the um lebanon footage uh and i thought it was fake i was like whoa and then they it happened my anthony played it again and i was like it's and i realized it was on twitter i'm like this is real it's uh, a massive explosion if you hadn't heard ripped through central beirut on tuesdays killing dozens of people injuring thousands blowing out windows and buildings across the city and it was right near Beirut's port, and it was a giant, huge mushroom cloud, like Hiroshima type of thing. Cars were flipping over, buildings you just saw, like, like uh, decimated, like the day after tomorrow, like that type of blast. And it was felt as far as Cyprus, which is hundreds of miles away, and registered a 3.3 magnitude earthquake. Yes, um, at least 78 people were killed in the blast, Health Minister Hamad Hassan said, according to Reuters. He said at least 4,000 people have been wounded. There were conflicting reports on what caused the explosion, which was initially blamed on a major fire at a warehouse for firecrackers near the port, according to Lebanese state news agency NNA. So, yeah, this is, I've been hearing about this. This is, uh, this is devastating. Uh, I remember going to Beirut and uh, I had a really amazing experience with um, with the promoters and with the fans there. So like um, our hearts are going out to everybody over in Lebanon right now. And I saw online that Plastic Magazine, which I know you shot with Alaska, their Mm -hmm. offices were destroyed and they're working together on their Instagram to put together a fund for 
um, small businesses and artists. So we'll put the we'll we'll link that fund on the Race Chaser Pod. Amazing, thank you. Um, I have so much excitement for this new music from Robin this week, which is something good to look forward to. Um, there's like new music with like Megan Thee Stallion Jeez. and Cardi B and Doja's on this remix with um with Sweetie, I think. There's so much good music coming out. Uh, the remix album of uh, Levitating with Dua Lipa that Sarah Hudson wrote. Shout out, friend of the pod. Um, it's got like Missy Elliott, um, Madonna on it. There's so much good music happening. The summer is happening in my ears. It may not be happening everywhere else, but in your ears, it's going on and popping. Yeah, I mean, the gays are like, you know what? We're not allowed to go out or go to clubs or go dancing, but we still need dance music from our divas. Yeah, now. you can't you can't hold a good fag down at all. And give some lesbians like to shimmy too. Shimmy and a shimmy and give me that deep shoulder action. Well, why don't we go ahead and take a break and we'll be right back. But before we do, oh, I'm already on mine. Thanks. We have. A- <laughs> <laughs> Did you punch out? <laughs> no um, personal calls. We have a really exciting rainbow spotlight mm-hmm. from Nico London. And this is a song called Custom Made Bitch. Bitch. I'm uh, excited to give this a listen, and we will be right back. Pose. Shoot. Upload. Post. Like. Share. Love. Yeah. Don't try to fit in. Don't try to copy pics, don't care what others think I'm custom made bitch, I do my own thing Ain't never gonna switch, to make it to London town I'm custom made bitch, I'm custom made bitch I'm custom made bitch, I'm custom made bitch Look at this, look at this I'm custom made bitch, I'm custom made bitch I'm custom made bitch, look at this, look at this It's Dunkin' Nico, it's Dunkin' Nico Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, 
or vegan and veggie. Also, you're going to want to discover the 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. The factor meals were so great. I love that they came in a recyclable container and with very little waste. And the food, delicious. My... Taste buds had a party. Exactly. Really good. Really easy to make. Loved it. Not a lot of cleanup because Factor Meals eliminates the hassle of the prepping, the cooking, and cleaning up. Simply heat and savor the good stuff, and you can customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need, and then pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Get chef-prepared meals on the table in two minutes with Factor's ready-to-eat meals, so you can get back to doing what you love this spring. And if you're looking for gourmet meals, try meals that feature premium premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. In fact, we're celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash drag50 and use code drag50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code Drag, drag 50. 50 at com slash drag 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is still active. Oh, it took my bonnet. Say sweet whistle tones that's my whistle tones um ariana literally watch out okay whistle um, tone no she don't this um, is the theme song of the next segment which is Let's, Let's get, get political, political, political. I, I want to get, get political. political. Let me see your, see your poli sci. Will is getting a poli sci. <laughs> um, Will is our producer. We'd like to congratulate him on an A+. Plus. Yes. Uh, actually studying political science in real life. Um. Uh. So yeah, that's great. Um, You're only allowed to tell us about it though when you wear a wig. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, don't look us in the eyes. And if you see us, avert. Just avert. Compliment. Um, compliment. Question. question. Hey, do, do you remember the um the pro one of the protests we went to? I think they were saying, uh, hey, hey, ho, ho, Jackie Lacey has got to go. And yes. I was saying it, and I had no idea who Jackie Lacey was. So I Googled it while, like, we were standing there. I kept saying it, and I was like, oh, wow, she has, like, a terrible um, prosecution rate against all the people that are, um, you know, that are having their voices heard right now. And her husband apparently pulled a gun on some Black Lives Matters protesters outside the couple's house in March during a mm-hmm. protest. And now he's facing charges. I wonder if Jackie's prosecuting. Right. This is, uh, if you follow Black Lives Matter LA on uh, online, um, which you should, I recommend it. But they're always um, talking about Jackie Lacey and they're always, they have regular protests outside Jackie Lacey's office. So like this, this is a wild story because apparently in March, 
Protesters showed up at the Lacey home before dawn, demanding a conversation about officer-involved shootings and accountability in the black community. And then Jackie Lacey's husband came out and said, uh, here's a gun, and I'm going to literally hold it up to your chest and your head, and I'm going to say, I will shoot you. So um, Abdullah, who's one of the co-founders of the Black Lives Matter L.A., organization called these charges a pleasant surprise uh you know we don't have a lot of faith in the criminal justice system so we were assuming that he probably wouldn't face charges charges abdullah said and so it's encouraging that he is facing some charges but then when you step back from it you also realize that if anyone else had pulled a gun pointed it at three people including me pointed directly at my chest and said the words i will shoot you then they probably would be facing felony counts not misdemeanors um, so it's good that, it's good that charges are, uh, charges are happening, uh, here. And Black Lives Matter Los Angeles holds a weekly protest on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. in front of Lacey's office at the Hall of Injustice. Um, did you see the thing at the mayor's house with, uh, uh, Kendrick and a bunch of Black Lives Matter protesters? They were, uh, waking him up at, like, the crack of dawn with like drums and mm-hmm. like everything. And then they were just mm-hmm. dancing. And I, I'm, I'm, Work. I'm thrilled at like the, the stick with itness of everybody and not letting this die. I know our feeds are going back to normal. Nobody's protesting as much. The Breonna Taylor killers still have not been arrested, but like, we got to keep going. And, um, Sorry if we're talking about serious stuff on the podcast, but we need to sometimes. Um, yeah, definitely. It's not all dicks and drag, but mostly. So Jackie Lacey is the district attorney in Los Angeles. And she's Angeles. black, which I found crazy because, like, she's not prosecuting the cops that are killing black people right. in her own community. Like, and when when I Googled that and saw she was black, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, in Los Angeles with the LAPD, this is a huge problem. Over 600 people have been murdered in Los Angeles by the police since just since Jackie Lacey has been in office. So this is like a huge ongoing problem that like, this is the systemic change that has to happen is like this kind of like environment where the cops are just able to kill people uh, and not have to be accountable for that. That is what needs to change and what needs to stop. And yeah, that's we the purpose. We okay. need more women and people of color in office, but not Jackie Lacey. <laughs> not not, not her. So everybody. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But not you. And something to note is that they have the Black Lives Matter organization has gone to the office over and over and over again, been denied, had these protests. That's why they went to her house. It's not like the first point of action was to show up at dawn and knock on her door. Yeah, no, I don't even know dawn. <laughs> Delta um, dawn. We- Delta, Delta, Delta Dawn? Yeah. What's Delta that Dawn? flower that you have on, though? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, oh, is that your cook bars? Oh, it's not flour. It's, it's a <laughs> neutral set powder. Wow. Uh, it's not a banana. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a cameo or pressed. Um, this comes from Michaela. She doesn't seem pressed at all. She wants to talk to us about voting. She says, hi, y'all. No questions here. But I did want to pass on something that could be of interest to listeners and will be a huge help for our upcoming election. Over half of the poll workers in past elections have been over the age of 61. Mm-hmm. With COVID, many of these usual workers will not be able to work the elections. 
We've all heard about the insane lines at primaries, and we want to avoid this as much as possible in November. If it is within your risk profile, consider working your local polls this election season. You can check out www.workelections.com, which will also be on the Race Chaser Instagram, for state-by-state info. Many states are even offering paid positions. Most need both most need help both leading up to and on election day. Something to consider. Thank you for the amazing content you put out and for being a great platform. Michaela. Thank you, Michaela, for letting us know about this. So, so check you. out workelections.com because this is going to be this is going to be something that is going to help make this election, which is very fucking important, but it's going to help make this a smooth smoother process. We have to have enough poll workers to physically work the polls. So, it would be really inspiring to see some young people step up to the plate and um and uh, and help out with this so go to workelections.com and you can find out more and uh who knows maybe you can work uh work an election oh i Diva. haven't physically worked a poll in months <laughs> but for this I prefer the, do you prefer a spinning poll or do you like it stationary she's a spinner i like spinners i like a spinner Spin- i like a spinner spinners yeah spinner um spinner showtime spinnergy showtime spinnergy get the pipe <laughs> spin it now press your earring bitch have you been watching vanity's barbie stories i have not oh my god vanity uh vanity fair of australia um the the best the wig stylist of, in the world or the queen she, of wigs by vanity she keeps saying she's not gonna get any more wigs she's not gonna get any more wigs then she buys more or uh Barbies, I mean Barbies, and then she buys more Barbies. It's great, oh, and then she 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 got a habit. They got an elevator. Those Barbies <laughs> live good. They have an elevator. Yeah, they have an elevator in her Barbie dream house. Some shit goes down with a hundred million dollars in an elevator. <laughs> Why don't we flip our wigs right now? You go first. You go first. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. Oh, Let's are we it. really doing this? Let's do it. Let's do it. No! Let's go. <laughs> you do me. I'll do you. <laughs> That's what well, I would have done if I was Milan. I would have looked her right in the face and said, you do me, I do you. <laughs> Could you imagine? You first, age before beauty, cunt. her wig off on the finale reunion. <laughs> I, I read somewhere that Rue's not interested in, like, the behind-the-scenes, like, getting-ready process and, like, photographing that. It's, like, all monster or boy, and that's it. I I get that. I'm, I mean, I'm the same way. However, you quickly find that all the photographer wants is the mid process. They don't give a fuck about you in drag. No. They want to see the cracks and glue and tape and texture. They want to see, okay, yes, we want to see you at your literal ugliest. Ooh, go stand by that side lit mirror. Yup. And in the back of a club by, by the stacks of Coronas. That's what the photographers and the videographers want. And the college students that are like, will you do, I'm thinking of doing a master thesis on drag. I'd like to photograph you. Please respond with your availability. They really, they swear. Let me get a shot of you with no eyebrows and um, cook bars on. That's, that's what I want. Did you see that candy magazine where they put like seven or eight PEG girls, including me in like in the process of getting ready. And I literally flew from, Burning Man to New York to do the shoot and then New York to Brazil and then back to LA. And this shoot, they used one picture of me with cook bars. I was like, are you kidding? 
Some yeah. of the girls didn't even have hair on. It, I cut off easy. <laughs> Long story short, Too we late. prefer to be either in or out. And the uh, process is a magical mystery that no one may know about. Magical Mr. Miss... Not is she? Yeah. We're going to take a break and continue this conversation. This break has been a long time coming, and I have some things to talk to you about. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, Oh, wait, wait, wait. I can't. can't Oh, is that a lake? Is that a dark lake? Lake underwater. There are organisms in, in here that have not been recorded. Bioluminescence in annals in your bushes. of scientific research, anthropological research. I think Sigourney you mean anthropological. Sigourney Weaver has moved into this cave to study the wildlife inside <gasps> of here. <gasps> oh my gosh. Uh, wait, I do hear a distant chase Prometheus? icon. Though, oh. I that's hot goss. <gasps> oh. oh, that's what it is. I know what we're doing now. We're going to go spelunking, unking, unking. Deep, 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 this is an update from Michael. Update. Update. Michael, it's so good to see you. <laughs> that's how. Uh, that's how Dorothy says it when her son Michael. Michael. Okay. This is Michael who wrote in last week about uh, uh, the therapist on Grinder. They were talking. This is why I better nudes. help. You know. Uh, <laughs> this is not. That was a different person, but this person, Michael, has a comment with some further information about. Them. Oh, see, I thought. See, I went ahead and thought that it was Michael updating us, but it's oh, not. You okay. actually need some better help. This is <laughs> this is someone giving us some better help. Okay, saying hi, Michael Willem and Dipper, or <laughs> hi, Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> I am a clinical. You want to take a moment to get yourself together? No. <laughs> Get, get this. Do you need a moment? Bitch. Pause her mix. <laughs> I'm a clinical psychologist, <laughs> psychology professor. <laughs> I just finished listening to your hot goss episode from July 31 and thought I'd answer some of the questions about therapists and fucking their clients. For the most part, Alaska hit the nail on the head. Wow. Say it twice. Rewind it. Play it back. Shame it wasn't a mini challenge. <laughs> oh my God. I hate you. Hate it, bitch. Okay, it is a massive ethical violation to date or have sex with clients due to the power dynamics. Research has shown that therapists having sex with their clients is most likely to cause significant harm to the client, most often manipulation and exploitation. It's such a big no-no that it's explicitly banned by the APA's ethics code. If they're caught, that would be the end of the therapist's entire career. However, it is possible to hook up with former clients. There's no hard and fast timeline. But the general rule of thumb is a minimum of two years since you last met as a therapist or client. Even then, I recommend keeping that part of your history on the down low for the therapist's sake, which is a red flag in and of itself. And that only counts if you ended the therapeutic relationship and did not say something like, okay, so hit me up in two years, bye. So not great options. To to answer your listener... 
It's tough. But as a therapist, I would want my client to tell me if they'd seen my dick. It's very likely that the therapist will be uncomfortable continuing working together. But if both of you are willing to work past it, you, you can give it a try. Most wouldn't, though. The cat's already out of the bag, and he deserves to know. His career could be on the line. Best, Michael! What? I don't understand how his career could be on the line. Like, he's on Grindr. He talked to someone who he didn't know was on Grinder as his client, and nobody's nobody's checking for this. Like, there's no like therapy police people on Grinder looking for therapists with their dicks out. <laughs> the reason why the career could be on the line is if the the guy keeps seeing the therapist and not telling him that he's seen the therapist's dick. You know, well, is like, is he trying keeps... to fuck him still? Because I got the impression he wanted to hook up with him. Well, if that were the case, he needs to he needs to end the therapeutic relationship, but also like wait a certain amount of time. That's so, weird. The two year minimum, like does like the therapy like not like come out of the the semen at that point? Like, why is it two years? Like that's just a recommendation to allow like enough responsible distance. I mean, well, I don't. I don't think the therapist, I think the therapist has a right to know. And I also think the therapist would probably terminate the, the professional relationship and the, and any sexual relationship. I just think this, this kid should probably not try to shit where he eats with this doctor. Now that I think about it. And then just, if he likes the doctor, he should just keep it to himself because like everybody's seen my dick and ass. I don't give a fuck. Like we're, everybody's got a dick. No one cares. Half of the population has dicks. So, like, right. no one fucking cares. But thank you for writing in. Um, thank you. <laughs> Freddie also wrote in, Hey, Alaska, Willie, and Dipper. Hope this email finds you well and you're staying safe during crazy times. I'm super excited you guys are finally going to finish season four. I can't wait till season five. I was lucky enough to have been going to school across the street from the El Portal Theater where the season finale four was taping. I have a quick and fun story regarding this night. I was sitting in class when I happened to look across the street through the window and saw the marquee read RuPaul's Drag Race United. So naturally, I grabbed myself and ditched class. I ran across the street where I met Raja, Morgan, Sonique, and they were sitting outside. After talking Smoking. to Raja, she, smoking outside. After talking <laughs> to Raja, she told me to walk over to the check-in table and let them know I was there with her as one of her friends. So next thing I know, I was sitting second row in, in front of the stage. I remember wow. this night so well. That's so Raja. I also remember them making us film the What Did Willem Do chant more than once, LOL. You know how they like to have extra clips to edit things. I also remember when they filmed Chad winning first. Told you. And everyone thinking he was the winner, only to reset and have them film it two more times. Poor Fifi was treated so poorly, though. She had these giant diamonds attached to her corset and fell. Uh, Lucky Willem was there to turn to run over and take one and stick it in his skin-tight dress. I did. I forgot about that. <laughs> so Fifi's thing fell apart, and then I grabbed it and then stole it. Um, it was shiny. I still have it. When they finished taping, I ran up onto the stage and gave Latrice a hug. Man, was all the sweat I had on me worth it. LMAO. I also asked Willem for a hug, to which he replied, You want a hug? LOL. I now understand you don't hug drag queens because of their wig. I learn. <laughs> also, I remember Lady Bunny doing the intro show where she did a whole performance with the pit crew. I believe this was the moment Alaska realized she would do her for Snatch Game. <laughs> this was also the first time I met Alaska. It was a night to remember. Attached as a folder with the only photos I have from this night. Sending you love, Freddie Fizzy. These are some amazing throwback photos from Oh that night. my God. Look at Carmen. <laughs> oh, and uh, Venus. Raja looks so super duper. Jessica Wilde. 
Wow, wow, this is cool. This kid locked out. I mean, that is really a magic moment created courtesy of Raja. God bless her. Um, and Yara Sophia was like, hi, so I'm going to wear the most. So whoever's the three rows behind me, I'm, I'm here to ruin your night. You're fucked. I'm in the handicap zone with this hair <laughs> and you're not getting around me. Have you heard of air rights? Because this... <laughs> It's hair rights. I've purchased the hair (laughs) rights above my head for the next three stories. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Oh, you're in the balcony? Yeah, there's a limited view. That is an amazing story. Thank you, Freddie. It's great to hear from you. Um, uh, The next message comes from Taylor. Greetings, Alaska Willem and Big Dipper. I feel like I am losing my mind. Two of my best friends were supposed to get married in May, but ended up postponing because of Covidina. As their new date got closer, it felt like a game of chicken to see if they would postpone again or go forward with the wedding. Well, I just got the invite, and the wedding is happening next month. They are expecting over 150 people, and the reception is inside, although they have promised windows will be open and everyone will be six feet apart and wearing masks. Community spread was relatively small in our city and restaurants and bars are open but covid cases are rising and who knows what it will be like next month i'm worried about attending this wedding in talking with my other friends we are conflicted about what to do some don't care and are going no matter what some are considering going to the wedding but self-quarantining for two weeks afterwards i am not in a job where i can quarantine for two weeks but i'm considering possibly taking a week off work after the wedding to stay home and quarantine obviously this is not ideal and i am frankly pissed i feel it is outrageously selfish my friends to put us all in this situation right now a guest could literally get COVID and die from this wedding i cannot believe they are asking their loved ones to choose between their own health and celebrating their love i would just not go but these are two of my best friends who i have been close with for over a decade before invites went out, I mentioned my concern and was met with hurt and outrage by the couple who feel I'm overreacting and trying to start drama. They are giving the impression that I need to choose between the wedding or our friendship. I am heartbroken. I don't know what to do. This pandemic fucking sucks for everyone, but I really didn't anticipate losing some of my best friends because of this damn thing. I'm pissed. I'm sad. I don't know what to do. Any advice is much appreciated. No naughty pics because I do not have that kind of confidence. But I do enjoy hearing your wonderful Leave description of dick pics on the pod. Thank you for all you do to keep us happy and motivated during this horrible time. Y'all really are a light in a really dark period. Cheers, Taylor. Ooh. Whoa. What do you okay. think? Okay, I listened to all of that and I formulated some answers. I typed down some notes uh, during that uh, during the second act of it. Um <laughs> Some of my friends are stupid and make poor decisions, like best friends. I mean, you do a podcast with me. Um, So this is one of those things where you need smarter friends or different friends because this is a bad decision. It's not just a stupid decision. It's putting people at risk. You know what's right in your heart and your brain and your friends do too if you're all talking about it and questioning it. If they want to get married, let them get married and expose themselves. But, like, you know what you should do. Fuck these people. They don't care about you. They care about their wedding right now. Because if one person got sick here, like, it would be on them. And you you know, you're, you, if you're writing in and you're listening and all the words are spelled right in that, sent, in that little, like, anthology you just sent us, um, you're smart enough to know that you shouldn't go. And I hope you don't. Yeah, and I don't think it's I don't think you're going to lose them as friends. I think they will ultimately understand. 
send them a present like some mask from william sonoma or something <laughs> like send I them something that. cunty and be like sorry can't come too great of a risk but love you love you I, for you i know that people get really um people get really uh crazy about weddings especially their own weddings. See, we as drag queens, it's sort of like every show we do is our wedding night. I mean, everyone is catering to our every needs. We could throw a fit at any possible moment. Everything has to be perfect. Um, we have to get our hair done and wear a, wear a dress from Vera Wang. So, like, I understand, but this understand this as a couple you only get one of these or maybe maybe a few like if you get married a few times but you only get one of these so people get really um dramatic around their wedding ever that's why the bridezilla thing is such a phenomenon so like emotions are going to be high this is the most important thing to them but you know what after it happens, after the dust clears, if you don't go, you guys are you're still shaking be your wig out. Friends. If you guys are best friends, you're still going to be able to be friends. That's what I think. But if you don't want to go, don't go. What would you do, Dipper? I wouldn't go. Right. It, it's just like. I get it. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff about like non-refundable deposits and catering companies and like venue rental where people are getting fucked financially. Oh, I didn't think of that. But it's like if you want to get married so badly, get married. Marry your partner. Do it over Zoom. Invite people to watch and have a party in fucking five years when it's safe to be in a room. Wouldn't you rather have a party where you can hug your friends and laugh and not wear a mask and sit six feet from each other? After you know the wedding worked out and you actually like them. Right. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, me and my me and my ex got married, and it was him, me, and the person that did it, and that's it. And it was great. He's like, at the Abbey? Do... at the chapel? At the no, Abbey? it wasn't Where'd the you... Abbey, you faggot. <laughs> it was at a plumbing supply store that became a wedding chapel as soon as the marriages were made legal because they thought there was going to be a giant <laughs> influx on the. It was on Santa Monica Boulevard, and I blew him behind the building. Oh my gosh! Honeymoon. Look- would you like to read? The bride wore white. I wore blue. <laughs> I wore a Tammy Wynette shirt that said Stand By Your Man, and it was from an eBay. So it was something old, something boo, blue, something borrowed, something um new, because it was new to me. That's so cute. The yeah, something blue shirt. wasn't your husband after the ceremony? No, I blew him. Uh, that, that could be conceived as that for sure, though. But the shirt was also blue. Powder blue. Uh, This is from Robert. He says, Dear Alaska, Willem, Big Dipper, and insert special celebrity guest here. First of all, Alaska Alaska was robbed on Race Chasers Race Chase. Oh, was she? (laughs) Secondly, I have an idea for an awesome audition to the Drag Race canon that I don't think I've heard before. What about an all big girls season? Catering is going to have a fit. Uh, Sort of like a Miss Continental Plus. Who would you want to see on it? Who should host? Like Brooklyn hosting Canada should a big girl former contestant host this season. I think it would be awesome to have a season that specifically showcases the beauty of plus size drag. Sorry for no nudes. Not something I'm comfortable. Here are some newts instead. Love Robert. And he sent some newts. Um, I think I think he meant to send this to um, what's the T RuPaul's podcast because (laughs) we have no power here, darling. Great idea. But like talk to talk to um, Ruko across the street. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think it'd be fun. I mean, I you know, I think pushing like diversity and celebrating all different types of drag is always gonna be fierce. So I mean, yes, that that would be fierce. Yeah, we'll Eure- talk to Rue for you. Eureka could host. Actually, Latrice could host. Um. Well, if Eureka hosted, that would mean Six could finally get on Drag Race because she would be doing the makeup, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, great idea, Robert. And thank you for the newts. Now, one this one newt is on a rock. Um, he's t- tilting his head really at a, at a strong angle. He's trying to do like a back bend, except with his feet on the ground. And Wait, is that newt giving tail. you nooch? <laughs> Honey, newt. My name is Newt. Newt. They come out at night, mostly. Oh, the final <laughs> message is from uh, Cameron. 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 <laughs> Cameron says, hello, Chase Icon and friends. Oh. That's hot That's goss. That's hot goss. <laughs> if, if we could just circle back real quick th- to the discussion dissemination concerning eyelash adhesive. I'm curious as to why Prosade did not receive any sort of honorable mention uh. in this category. While I found Elmer's glue sticks to suffice well enough in place of Prosade for eyebrow coverage, I'm a firm believer in the power of Prosade for an enduring 301 and done moment. Please advise. P.S. I'm still bitter that someone came for you months back about the Let's Get Political segment. You <laughs> You girls using your platform to shed light on what's happening in the world in your unique manner is refreshing and important work, even though your ding sound always hurts my ears. That one? Oh, wow, it's quite a frequency. <laughs> PPS is two pictures of um, complete nudes. Cameron is splayed out with his legs like how a frog would be when you dissect it in school. His He's in the same pin- position as the newt. He's in the same honestly, position. He's t- um, uh, Cameron right here is giving us newt, honestly. <laughs> Um, there's lots of tattoos. They're all really cool. They all tell a story, but I think, uh, the climax is right on that dick. Cameron is covered in tattoos, except the ass. The Virgin Mary (laughs) tattoo that covers Cameron's entire back. No, that's Tempest du Jour. Don't try it. Just (laughs) above. It ends just above the ass, uh, which is cool. Uh, yeah. Great, great ink, great artwork, great camera compositions. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, what did he want? I, I got, I forgot. Pros I lo- for eyelashes. Oh, oh, what so if- she's a queen. Oh, she's a sister. What if, what if he's not on the floor? What if he, what if that's the wall of the, the wall? subway? Because it's subway tile, he, and he's, he's nightcrawler. <laughs> he's jumped up onto the wall with his ass out. What if there's dildos on his knees? And there's one in suction. his mouth, and that's suction. That's suction. Um, that's suction. I I am thinking this sister dick could make me sick sometime. Maybe. Um, how is that, how are you gonna put prosate on your eyes? Eyelash. No, I no. no 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 no. I actually thought he was confused because I thought Just, he thought we were talking about eyebrows, and then I was like, no, uh uh-uh. uh. If he wants to do that and risk his eyelashes, go ahead. I actually have some prosate right here. Prosade is like a it's a high quality adhesive for like prosthetics and stuff like that. Um, but I've never heard of it being used for eyelashes. No, you wouldn't want to put that by your eyes. I've used it as a sealer for sort of like for for like if you glue stick your eyebrows, then you can seal it with prosade and it helps uh, 
keep it like smooth and intact. You just have to you, sing like, da, 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 sweat da, da, and stuff. Da, 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 but like, and then it feels faster. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it feels like it feels a little too intense. I wouldn't want to put it near my eye, but I don't know. Um, it, Cameron, if this works for you, Cameron, there's know. a lot of stuff I would put near my eye with you. Um, oh, wow. oh, uh, that that one in the back that's uh, trying to wink, but I think is that glaucoma? Nope, that's semen dripping out. Um, oh my gosh. Is loads of love. Well, they, <laughs> loads us, of from love from us from us to you, all the gracious hot gossing listenkins. Loads of love is that the name of your charity? No, that's Foundation. what I said. That's what I send out my Valentine's every year. It's just a Ziploc bag to everybody and some hearts dipped in the middle. A little contribution. <laughs> Gross. Well, I, if you Thank don't like yours this year, you can give it to someone else. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Hot Goss. Hot Goss. That's hot goss. That's hot goss. <laughs> send us your questions anytime to racechaserpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and we also have bonus video content, and that's available at patreon.com slash Willem. Just search using the Race Chaser hashtag, hashtag, and you can watch the videos a la carte. Follow us all on Instagram at Willem at the only Alaska 5000 and at Race Chaser Pod. Ding, ding, ding. There is a link in our bio also on Instagram, Race Chaser Pod, that has lots of resources and places to donate money in support of the BLM movement. Mm-hmm. A lot of social media timelines have gone back to normal. And are you still working to think about our world in an anti-racist way? Are you making mental notes to analyze the things in your life and the systems around you to take the inventory of how racism or privilege affect your daily life? Um, these things are important. Exactly. Um, a lot of resources in there. Uh, wear a mask, wash your hands, stay safe, and stay healthy. And we will be back next week with more piping, piping steaming, scoring, boiling, That's hot goss. Guys, a goss. Hot Goss is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Our theme song is graciously provided by ATF Enterprises. This goss is hot. hot.